Amen. How many of you guys got your workbook? Well, that's good, because that's about all you're going to do with it. But anyway, say so we are, once again, world religions, cults, and the alcohol. But hey, one of these days, we'll get back into it. Uh, and we are still on the topic of New Age, and we're dealing with the history of New Age, okay? So we continue that journey, because I want you to see where it comes from, uh, because uh, it'll help you uh, with what's going on today. And we started with this guy. Of course, you start off with Genesis chapter 3 is really where it started. In fact, let's go ahead and read that text tonight, Genesis chapter 3, because even though we started with Swedenborg, okay, uh, and you could, could have gone earlier. Technically, that's where it all begins. If you want to know the heart of the New Age lie, preparing people for the New Age, the Antichrist kingdom, where you're going to see this push on the planet for a false peace, a false global peace behind a one-world leader, a one-world economy, a one-world religion, and a one-world government, okay, it's the New Age lie, and it starts here. It's all about self, okay, and it came from Satan. Uh, Genesis chapter 3 uh, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say that you must not eat from uh, any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the tree in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you'll what? Die. And what Satan do? Not only first starts with doubt, he calls God a liar. You will not surely die. A servant said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat it. Now notice how he's just drawn over that suspicion. And that's what the New Age does too, if you think about it, right? No, no, listen. I know that's what you've been told growing up in the church. But we got, <laughs> there's something else going on that's hard. You know, you're missing out. It's the same kind of tantalizing Line. He says, you know, because for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like who? God. That's the live new age. Knowing good from evil, you get to decide. You get to be God what's right and wrong. Now, fast forward to last days, First uh, Timothy 4, okay? And uh, let's open that and read that text too, might as well, and get acquainted with this as we bust into this again tonight. First Timothy chapter 4, once again, uh, starting at the first of the chapter, chapter 1. When you get there, say moo. Doesn't that sound nice? I like it. This music's my ears. All right. First Timothy chapter 4. If you find 2 Timothy, tell them what do you do? <coughs> Hang a left. That's right. And there you are. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. The Spirit clearly says that in the what? Later times, some will what? They're going to abandon the faith, right? They're going to turn away from God's truth, just like Eve did in the garden. God told her the truth. Don't do this, right? And they're going to follow not just deceiving spirits, but things that are what? Taught by Demon. So this is clearly demonic. And again, as we saw before with the New Age, we'll get into this Lord willing later, uh, maybe in a few weeks, uh, all the techniques that they derive truth from. And it's all demonic. Okay? Channeling and all that other stuff will go even deeper than that in a bunch of occult practices. Such teachings come through what? Hypocritical liars whose consciences have been what? Seared as with a hot iron. No matter what you say, man, nothing will turn them from this falsehood. Man, just like, you're like talking to a brick wall. Okay, and they forbid people to marry and they order them to abstain from certain foods which God created uh, to be received by thanksgiving. Okay, so basically that's what we said in the beginning. started with the lie that you are God in the last days. It's going to be demonic, okay? And when you even try to share God's truth with these people, man, it's just you're talking to a wall, okay? Now, let's go in there and talk about this. Swedenborg, of course, gets uh, some, you know, starts rolling, and again, you could have gone earlier, but that's where we started. Then it goes to Blavatsky and Basant, and again, that's where we saw this issue of theosophy, that you keep hearing about theosophos, divine wisdom is supposed to be better than what the Bible has. Uh, it's a lie. Then it went to Steiner, then it went to Casey, this sleeping prophet, Casey, then Alex 
Bailey. Okay, we're going to get into that, Lord will, maybe next time because she is the one, uh, the Lucifer Publishing Company, the loosest trust now, who is working big time with the UN. So we're going to see, Lord willing, tonight the media in Hollywood is heavily influencing the world. What we're going to see, Lord willing, next week is uh, now it's an option. Now it's a choice. At some point, there's going to be a demand. Now, why that's important is because Revelation 13 says the false prophet, what do they do? There's four verbs there. They make, they force, they order, they cause people to go along with this system, to take this mark, etc. Okay? And we see a global entity in place right now, UN, that's not only promoting this, but uh, again, one day, Scripture says, you're not going to have an option. Right? But we're going to see tonight who's being influenced. Okay? That's with Bailey. Okay? Then we went to the Catholic guy, Chardin, then Benjamin Cream okay, with the Maitreya, Spangler, Shukman. We'll get into a little bit tonight. McLean, Ferguson, uh, Prophet, and uh, Jay-Z Knight. Now, of course, we're getting into the big one, and that is Oprah. Okay, Oprah. And some people want to say that she is a Christian. Okay? Well, we're going to take a look at the evidence, and you can decide for yourself. Okay? But Oprah... Her full name, Oprah Gail Winfrey. She was born in 1954, still obviously alive today. Uh, she's a, obviously a talk show host. She's an actress, a, pr a producer, etc. And, she, of course, she is best known for the Oprah Wan Kenobi show, or Oprah Winfrey show, and, uh, which uh, is the highest-rated program of its kind in history. Okay? And in fact, she is being dubbed right now as the queen of all media. And we're talking on the planet. She is it. Okay? Big time. She's currently North America's first and only multi-billionaire, not millionaire, billionaire, uh, black person, period. Uh, several assessments regard her as the, quote, most influential woman in the world. And she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama. And we'll see in a little bit. It was because of her, minute, uh, her influence uh, uh, in his candidacy in the last uh, race. Uh, helped him put him over the edge, but uh, so she was behind that. Uh, she was born in poverty in Mississippi uh, to a teenage single mom. She was later raised in the inner city of Milwaukee. Uh, she stated that she was molested during her childhood, and in her early teens, she became pregnant at the age of 14, uh, but she lost her baby, her son, died in infancy. Uh, in high school, she landed a job in radio, uh, and then later she began to co-anchor a local evening news at the age of 19. And eventually, she got uh, transferred to the daytime talk show era. And after she boosted a third-rating Chicago talk time show to top spot, uh, she launched her own production company and became internationally syndicated. And that's when you see the birth of her show. Uh, in the 90s, though, she reinvented her show with, and by the way, the stuff I'm presenting to you, this is secular material. This is stuff that anybody can get their hands on. It's non-Christian sources. It's just public knowledge. So you can't say, well, you guys are making... No, this is public knowledge of what she's doing, what she believes, what's going on behind the scenes and her history. Uh, but by the 90s, she reinvented her show with the focus of literature, self-improvement, and they use the term spirituality, Right? So she began to really become heavily emphasized on that. Now, can you guess what spirituality she is using her global platform to promote? It rhymes with New Age. Anybody? Yeah, New Age. And I think that'll be very clear here in a second. Now, from 2006 to 2008, uh, again, she endorsed uh, Obama, and it delivered over 1 million votes in that race just by saying she liked him. Uh, her actual name is not Oprah. It's Orpah, O-R-P-A-H. Okay, and it was based on the biblical figure in the book of Ruth. Okay, but people kept mispronouncing it. Uh, and that's why she ended up and mispronouncing it Oprah instead of Orpah. 
Okay, and then that name stuck, and that's what she has. So a little tidbit there. Uh, she also uh, produced and co-starred in the miniseries Women of Brewster Place. She co-founded the women's cable television network Oxygen. Um, not to sound um, sexist or anything, but a lot of those programs, uh, I call them the man-bashing channels. I don't know if you've seen any of those programs. It's like, man, is there a guy that is it decent? I'm not saying all guys are good, but man, come on. Just, can you put them in a positive light? It's like, whoa. But anyway, so she's part of that. Uh, Oxygen. She's also the president of Harpo uh, Production, which is, of course, Oprah spelled backwards. Uh, she's now got her own channel called OWN, O-W-N, Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, she co-starred, of course, in Steven Spielberg's The Color uh, Purple. She produced and starred in the film Beloved. Uh, she's co-authored five books. She's getting ready to produce her memoirs here soon uh, in a book, apparently, The Life You Want. It's all about you. And she also publishes a couple different magazines uh, called O, the Oprah Magazine, uh, also one called O at the Home, and those are catered more towards well-to-do women. Uh, professional women, things of that nature. Uh, Oprah.com, the website, listen to this influence, averages more than 70 million page views per month, and she receives approximately 20,000 emails each week. Huge, massive, global outreach, okay? And it's like, okay, that's cool, you got a good outreach, but when you see what filth, what spiritual filth she is promoting, she is single-handedly helping to prepare this planet for the new age lie, that is needed for the Antichrist kingdom like never before. Man, and how, and talk about deception. I'm sure in her heart she's thinking she's probably doing good. You're being a, used as a tool of Satan to promote this, okay? Uh, she also recently signed a contract with XM Satellite Radio uh, to establish a new radio channel called Oprah Radio, of course, and the channel broadcasts 24 hours a day, seven days a week, okay? Which is why... People are saying that she is, and I quote, the most dangerous woman in the world. Okay, let's, let's take a look at this guy. So why is my next guest saying it's all about Oprah raking in some more cash for herself? Well, he's internet evangelist Bill Keller. Bill, you know, I enjoy Oprah. I'm an Oprah fan. What do you have against her? Well, I got to tell you, Terry, first of all, it's good to be with you. I've been telling people for years that Oprah is probably the most dangerous woman on the world. And, and let me tell you why I say that. I understand that she makes people feel good and her program does a lot of nice things. But her program has evolved over the years to the point now where she is really the queen of the new age gurus. She has started on her XM satellite station January 1st teaching a course in miracles that is nothing but regurgitated new age teachings from centuries old. Monday night, she starts a 10-week course on a new earth, which is off of a book written by Eckhart Tolle, a great new age uh, uh, pursuant. And the fact is, Oprah's making a fortune pushing new age philosophies oh. down people's throat. Well, she's doing now, it, I guess, because it sells or because people like sure. to watch her. Well, well he, he, here's the problem. She claims to be a Christian. And the problem is, a Christian believes that this book is the only truth there is, and Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved. The problem is these New Age teachings are, are, are really sucking in millions of people into these false philosophies, these false theologies, and they're literally leading people to hell. Oprah, whether she knows it or not, is really being a conduit to lead people to hell but, if you believe the Bible to be true. But that's not most of her program. I mean, it, a lot of it's, you know, weight loss, makeovers, it, things, of, things of that sort. Um, 
You're, we appear you, to, and I mean, you're right. You're right, Terry. But lately, she has become, like I said, the queen of the New Age gurus. As last year, she was a big proponent of the secret, another New Age philosophy. Like I said, on her XM satellite station, starting January 1st, she's been pushing this course on miracles, a year-long New Age course that basically says there is no sin. If there's no sin, that means you don't need a savior. And again, Monday night, she starts her latest venture, which, you know, the fact is, there's a million people plus that are going to be plugged into this 10-week course. That means a million people plus have bought the book. There's a, a comforting paraphernalia that goes with it. And she's going to rake yeah. in millions of dollars. But the problem is she's leading people down a road of destruction if, again, you believe the Bible to be true okay. and Christ to be the only way to be saved. Preach it, bro. <laughs> I love that because it's like, and first of all, I was like, I can't believe they, they made it on the news. Uh, that was cut and dry. But as you can see, this isn't just me. And I want to share that because, listen, this isn't just me. I'm not just biased opinion. Okay, there's other Christians out there saying, listen, this is absolute spiritual filth. And notice how that lady just was trying to defend her. And it's like, well, what are you talking about? You're either a Christian or you're not. Right? You can't mix the two. Okay? And let's just call it for what it is. And uh, so I appreciate that boldness. But uh, she currently lives on what's called the promised land. Uh, the 42-acre estate with the ocean, the mountain views in Montecito, California. She also owns a house in New Jersey, an apartment in Chicago, a state on Fisher Island in Florida, a ski house in Colorado, property in Maui uh, and Antigua. Now, she's also had uh, many, 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 many different relationships, okay? And again, with all due respect, she's supposed to be a Christian, but mm, anyway, let's just take a First of all, it started with the high school sweetheart guy, a guy named Anthony, and then it moved on to uh, William uh, Bubba, Taylor at Tennessee State, and then in the 70s, believe it or not, she had a romantic relationship with John Tesh. Uh, interesting. Uh, then she had a relationship with reporter Lloyd Kramer. Then she had a love affair with a married man who had no intention of leaving his wife. Whoa. Okay, and this is secular. I'm drawing this from secular sources. I can't belabor that enough. I'm not just making this up. Okay, it's out there. As public knowledge. Then she later confessed to smoking crack cocaine with a man she was romantically involved with during the same era. Uh, then she had another second drug-related love affair with a, a guy named Randall Cook. Okay. Uh, then she briefly dated uh, the movie critic Roger Ebert. Uh, then she went out with this guy, Haitian filmmaker Reginald Chavare, whatever. And, uh, and then now she's with this Stedman Graham guy, who they were supposed to get married in 1992, but it never took place, so... Whatever they're doing, okay? But she also, and uh, we talked about why is uh, homosexuality and the LGBT movement so prominent now, even in the church's mindset? Well, as again I said, how many Christians are watching this filth and guess what they're being influenced with? And they won't shut it off. This stuff. Well, Oprah, believe it or not, was not only promoting New Age, but remember New Age is come one, come all, anything goes, yourself, you do whatever you want, which includes morality, Okay, and uh, who cares what God says? And uh, but she was big time in promoting the homosexual movement. All right, and this is secular sources. Listen to this. She played the therapist. If you recall, on an episode of Ellen, when Ellen came out, Oprah was the therapist that encouraged her in that show. Uh, she's also known as from CNN as quote the most uh, world's most powerful woman, arguably the most influential woman in the world, and quote one of the 100 people who most influenced the 20th century. And listen, to this Life magazine named Winfrey as listen to this. This is what a whoa. Life magazine named Oprah one of the 100 people who changed the world quote alongside such luminaries as Jesus Christ, and she's being promoting. The New Age lie that's preparing people for the 
anti-Christ. But the world realizes she's got a global influence going on. Okay. Now, uh, Vanity Fair also wrote, quote, uh, Oprah Winfrey arguably has more influence on the culture than any university president, politician, religious leader, except perhaps the Pope. And Lord willing, we're going to see Lord willing next week with the UN, uh, what the Pope's up to with that stuff too. Uh, Oprah, but back to the homosexual thing. And this is secular reports. So I'm not making this up. Okay. Oprah, the Oprah show, quote, uh, provided the much-needed high-impact media visibility for gay, bisexual, transsexual, and transgender people and uh, doing, quote, more to make them mainstream and socially acceptable than any other development in the 20th century. Anything else? We're thinking, oh, it was the movies that did it, that suckered uh, people into this. Oh, it was the educational system. And those were guilty and still are to this day. But secular sources say she's the number one reason why it got accepted because of her influence. And I quote, now appear in living rooms across America almost every day of the week. But you're supposed to be a Christian. Okay, so new age and promoting of this kind of stuff. All right. To her audience of more than 22 million, mostly female viewers, she has become, and listen to this words, I'm not making this up, again, secular. She has become the postmodern priestess, an icon of church-free spirituality. All right, so you know, if you're tired of the church, remember what she, we saw in the video last time in that interview that she was saying? She was saying that, uh, first of all, that God is all, God is one, we're all God, etc. the pantheism. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but she said that basically, uh, if your experience with God is a believing experience, that's not true because it's a feeling experience. Remember that? And yet the scripture says you need to believe. You need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved, right? It's not just a feeling experience, okay? Uh, but anyway, uh, but with this issue, uh, she is promoting that it's all about you, okay? And she's snookering these people, and this is a church-free experience. But remember what she said? It's, it, it's not about doctrine, Right? It's just about feelings, about you and how you make you feel. And, and she said, you know, she got turned off. Remember the video? I, she got turned off of the church because it was just a bunch of rules and doctrine. But if you're looking for something more than that. And notice the words that the secular sources use. I didn't use this. Priestess. So what does that tell you? People say, oh, it's just about weight loss. It's just, about, you know, uh, self-improvement. No, it's not. Apparently, the bulk of the image she's given to people is it's about religion. It's a New Age religion where the secular people would say priestess, right? So that's what's really going on. Now, 12 days after, now you think, okay, well, what kind of religion is she promoting? Well, you see, keep saying New Age, New Age. Let's get specific, okay? Right? And remember, New Age ultimately is, if you want to say, what's New Age? New Age is the lie that is preparing people for what the Bible warned about 2,000 years ago, the rise of the Antichrist kingdom, which we know biblically is going to form into a one-world government, a one-world economy, a one-world religion. You're going to have an Antichrist political global figure and a false prophet, right? And then ultimately culminate in the mark of the beast, etc. blah, blah, blah. Now, listen to what she did. Here's her religion, right? Uh, Twelve days after the September 11 attacks, right? Remember, we just celebrated the anniversary. Uh, New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani uh, asked Winfrey to serve as the host for the Prayer for America service at Yankee Stadium. You guys remember that? In attendance were former President Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Right? Remember we already saw it with Hillary uh, that uh, she was involved with a new age lady and uh, that uh, uh, they were, she was channeling Eleanor Roosevelt in the White House, etc. Remember that? But anyway, whatever. So now, so what were we? So Oprah got to do in charge of this. Remember that after 9 11, they're all come together. In fact, do you remember that one? What was it in Washington Cathedral? Do you guys remember that one? Did you see who was attending at the Washington Cathedral at that so called prayer service? Not this one. I'll get to this in a second. But remember that one? Billy Graham was there, remember? But who also was there praying? Other religions. 
You had the Catholics there. You had the Muslims there, right? It was a one-world religion prayer service, right? Now, listen to what she did in Yankee Stadium, okay? She, quote, led the prayer service, so-called, in Yankee Stadium. And this time, we retreated from prayers and words of wisdom from so-called Protestant preachers, Catholic cardinals and bishops, Eastern Orthodox bishops, Islamic imams, Jewish rabbis, and Hindu clerics. Quote, but strangely missing from these services were guess who? Christian fundamentalists, you and I, the evangelical. Quote, the omissions were intentional because our beliefs are incompatible with the goals and objection of the new world religion and fundamentalist groups which do not fit into the mold can now be marginalized as cults and wiped out in the most profound fashion while liberal Christianity, which is fake Christianity, which is going along with all this baloney, the morality and the new age lie, is being represented by the mainstream media and being held up as acceptable. Remember we talked about before, that's the old switcheroo that's going on. They're taking the real Christian, okay, and they're saying they're the new terrorists because they're intolerant, right? That's the buzzword, intolerance, right? And then they're taking the fake Christians, right, who are just Christians in name only, but don't stand for the scripture, nothing, okay, and then say that all religions teach the same thing. It's a lie, okay? And they're saying those are the true ones. And so Christianity in name only, I believe, is going to march into the seven-year tribulation, okay? There will be Christians in name only. Christianity as a religion will continue, but it's not true Christianity. True Christians are gone through rapture, right? But they're going to marginalize us. They're already doing it. Listen to the verbiage, and we're going to become the bad guys that need to get rid of. And so they'll think, well, see, all the religions are all together, even Christianity. On. No, that's not real Christianity. That's the fake Christianity, right? Then we're going to see people's eyes are going to be opened up, and of course, they're going to be martyred. Uh, during the seven-year tribulation, but let's continue on. Uh, uh, she also aired a controversial show called Islam 101 in which she portrayed Islam as a religion of peace. Caused a little ruckus with that. And, quote, she called it the most misunderstood of the three major religions. Nothing to misunderstand about it. We dealt with that in our eight weeks of... Uh, Islam in her study. Uh, she also began to endorse the self-help program, The Secret. You guys are familiar with that? Uh, I remember when I was making trips down to L.A. working on some projects when I was in New York, and man, that was big. It's still big today, but a lot of the well-to-do people were, man, everybody was talking about the secret, the secret. Uh, it became the way to get, you know, successful, and, you know, in L.A., that's that crowd down there. But anyway, so uh, Winfrey began to endorse the self-help program, the secret. The secret claims that people can change their lives through positive thoughts or by positive thoughts. Who else does that? The word of faith movement. Remember, right? It's positive thoughts, your words. Be careful what you say because you can create your own reality. You just speak it and believe it and it's gonna, that's new age, okay? But positive thoughts or vibrations which will then cause them to attract more positive vibrations that result in good things happening to them. So you just speak good things and think good things and that's gonna attract good things to you. That's a lie. You, you, you don't create your own reality, right? right? Anyway, so she also endorsed author and uh, a new ager Eckhart Tolle We'll get into that even more later uh, in his book, New Earth, uh, which sold several million extra copies after being selected on her book club. Basically, anybody who gets on Oprah, okay, uh, you're basically a bestseller instantly. That's how why, that's why everybody says. I remember uh, back in the day, I uh, used to work with uh, agents and some of the, the books I'd done and stuff, and, and uh, don't do it now. I don't have time to tell you the story why. I'm just like, you know what, forget that. I'm gonna, we need to subvert the system, man. You guys are... Sorry, corrupt. And uh, so we started publishing on our own. But anyway, long story. Uh, but in that uh, route, uh, we learned that uh, 
uh, even in, that, in the Christian community, everybody was scrambling, if you could just get on Oprah, if you could just get on Oprah, if you could just get on Oprah. I don't care if you wrote a book about how to clean your toenails. If you get on Oprah, you're just going to be a number one, I'm telling you, bestseller, right? We need to move on. Uh, but anyway, so she uh, used that, and, and of course, uh, one thing that she highlighted uh, on her show was, guess what? Uh, a, ve- a vegan diet. Well, remember, remember again, once again, what's one of the things in the last days? Not just they're going to suck in demonic teachings, but it's, once again, that diet, that food restriction thing uh, is going on there. Uh, she also created the Oprah Angel Network, and uh, she uh, raised more than $80 million. One million of it came from John Bon Jovi. Dude, next time, we got a lot of work to do around here. Let's see. You better stop payment on that check, and you know what to do. But let's move on. Uh, Oprah, now let's get down to what she, what's she promoting on the show. I keep saying new age. We got a little teaser of it last week, but let's start breaking it down, what she is promoting on her show that's influencing millions and millions of people around the planet, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oprah refers to God as, quote, whatever a person may call that. Right? The essence of the new age movement is pantheism, the pagan belief that God is everything, and therefore everything is God. I'm God, you're God, a tree's God, a rock's God, a tree, you know, that delight. This belief stands in opposition, obviously, to the biblical teaching that God exists separate and apart from his creation. And that's Paul's charge. Why is the wrath of God, Romans chapter 1, being revealed from heaven? Because people have the audacity to worship created things instead of the creator. God created all things, but all things are not God. God created them, but he's above and beyond that as the creator. Okay, it's not pantheism, okay? During the program, uh, when she interviewed uh, Shirley MacLaine, Remember we saw him before, New Ager. Okay, Oprah said, listen to this. Now, again, she's claiming to be a Christian, so she takes Christianese and she twists it into New Age. I'm sorry, based on what I'm seeing with her own words, you're not a Christian. And I'll be blunt, you are not a Christian. Okay? She said that being, quote, born again, Oprah, is the same as being connected to the higher self. Remember? You're God. Right? And... She added that when the Bible says, ask and it shall be given, we are being prompted to seek answers from our intuitive self. What? Now, on a a program featuring a panel of New Age authors, she said that she, quote, Oprah, says she does not think that God is hung up on what we believe about him. Whatever that force is, it doesn't care what you call it. He doesn't have an ego problem. And she went on to say, I believe in the force. Well, that's like Taoism from Star Wars we saw in our study on Buddhism, okay? Uh, On the contrary, God reveals himself as our heavenly father and that we have an intimate personal relationship. And he's not an it. He's not a force, okay? Not biblical at all. In her 2005 book, Live Your Best Life, hey, that sounds like somebody else. Your best life now or life now best. Oh, who's also been on her show many a times? Yeah, I wonder why. Because self, all about you, self, you, it's all about you. Fits in with New Age, doesn't it? Okay. Oprah uh, described her theology as a belief that everything is one and man is divine and man can thus create his own reality. And she encouraged people to meditate and pray to, quote, any God. And yet you're supposed to be a Christian. Got a problem with that. She claims to be, uh, listen to this, that one of the most, she said one of the most, Oprah said one of the, the most important books she has ever read is one by a guy named Eric Butterworth. And here in a little bit, I'm going to rip through a bunch of names. I don't have time to go into detail like her, but I want to, get, I want to pepper you with some names so you because they're out there all over the place. She's promoting them, but they're everywhere. And so you can be forewarned, these people are new agers, okay? Uh, but this guy, Eric Butterworth, this is what she, his book called Discover the Power Within You. 
And she said this is one of the most important books she ever read. Right? In that book, the author wrote, quote, Jesus did not come to teach us how divine he was, but to teach that divinity was within us. What does that sound like? Genesis chapter 3. What was the lie of Satan? You will be like God. Turn away from God. Don't listen to him. Right? Here's a better way. You listen to me, Satan says, and he's hiding something from you. This is a better secret knowledge. And you can be like, God, you can decide what's right and wrong, good and evil, right? Okay, and that was the, what most influenced her pretty wild. All right, Oprah said that for Jesus, oh, this is wild. Oprah said that for Jesus to claim exclusive divinity, i.e. that he is God and only one God, God, he's alone God, that for Jesus to claim exclusive divinity, quote, would make Jesus the biggest egotist that ever lived. How could that ever come out of your mouth? If you're really a born-again Christian, got a problem with that. And then you fight me when I say, would you please turn that filth off? Wild, wild. Okay, Oprah's gospel is the gospel of me, capital M, capital E. Okay, she has repeatedly said, quote, God wants you to love yourself. It starts with you. Saying that spiritual gurus, and what she means is like Jesus, or you know, you know, they all say that, oh, Jesus, he was just a great avatar, a uh, spiritual teacher. He was no different than a Buddha or a Muhammad or the great confused one or Confucius or whatever. And she says that those, the spiritual guru, they're here, quote, not to teach us about their divinity, but to teach us about our own. Direct quote. That's coming from Oprah Wan Kenobi show. Now, again, here's some of her guests. We just talked about that Eric Butterworth, that the divine is within, right? Uh, Shirley McLean, not going to go into that. We dealt with that in detail last week. Uh, Betty Eady, E-A-D-I-E. She's a New Age Mormon, kind of a weird mix, and author of what's called Embrace the Light, if you heard of that book. She claims that she went to heaven and talked personally with Jesus, and he assured her that there are many paths to God. John 14, 6 says what? From Jesus? I am the way and the truth and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. I didn't say that Jesus did. And Jesus doesn't contradict himself because he is God, he is holy, and he doesn't lie. So that wasn't Jesus, obviously. Raymond Moody, he's an occultist, and these are people on her show. And this isn't the whole list, right? Okay? In fact, you can go to her website and click on, I think it says like Super Souls, Super Souls Sunday. She has a Sunday program, you know. I wonder if that's an alternate. Yeah, of course it is, right? You look, and there's even more people that's promoting this baloney, but I want to give you some of the big ones. Raymond Moody, he's an occultist who advocates that communication with the dead is possible. That's necromancy, forbidden in the Bible. Uh, Carolyn Miss, M-Y-S-S, she's a New Age author that teaches the divinity of man and the power of positive confession. You speak it, believe it, it'll come true. Again, what does that sound like? Kenneth Copeland, Benny Hinn, all those word of faith teachers, false. Creflo Dollar, uh, Frederick Price. Uh, uh, Debbie Ford, she's a New Age guru who advocates, again, the divinity of man. Scott Peck, he's a New Age author. The Road Less Traveled is the name of the book. Quote, God wants us to become himself or herself or itself. And the ultimate goal is, that's the ultimate goal of evolution. Again, the New Age lie that we need to spiritually evolve. And that the age of utopia will be upon us when all of us finally release and realize that we are God. That's evolution. Remember I said, evolution is needed not only for the lie of physical lie physical evolution to turn us away from god in the judeo-christian ethic but it's also needed for the part two the last day's lie that we need to not just physically evolve spiritually evolve okay uh gary zukoff he wrote the book the seat of the soul he teaches reincarnation and channeling through spirit guides uh, uh yelana van gant however you pronounce her she's on there all the time she's the life coach that she has on the her oprah 
on her show. She's a new ager, teaches the gospel of self-esteem. She's, in, listen, an ordained minister in the Yoruba priesthood. What's that? That is a polytheistic, ancestor-worshipping religion in Western Africa. What's that doing on your show? Esther Hicks, she's author of The Law of Attraction. She's a New Age channeler. Again, remember channeling. We saw the video on it. Channeling is getting to an altered state of consciousness and allowing demons to speak through you to supposedly give you a higher knowledge than the Bible. Okay? So that's what we just to refrain uh, or to reiterate. She actually conducted a channeling session with Oprah on one of her programs. So they did it live. Channel a demon. John Edward, he's another uh, psychic, so-called psychic medium, who says, I act as a conduit between the physical world and what I call the other world. Again, that's necromancy. Uh, Deepak Chopra, you guys have heard of him around. He's a New Age author who says, quote, In reality, we are divinity in disguise, and the gods and goddesses in embryo that are contained within us seek to be fully materialized. You just got to admit it. You just got to just say, okay, Satan, you're right. Genesis 3, I can be like God. That's really what's going on here. Cheryl Richardson, she's a promoter of centering meditation. Where have you heard that before? Remember back in Hinduism? What's the stuff that's coming into the church? Centering, oh, don't say meditation. Centering prayer, right? And things that, prophetic prayer. All it is is getting you into an altered state of consciousness in the church to get a higher knowledge outside the Bible. That's New Age. That's all it is, all right? And uh, that she uses, uh, she's a promoter of centering meditation, utilizing guided visualization to connect with one's higher self or one's spirit guide. Rhonda Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E, the author of The Secret, which teaches the supposed law of attraction and states that in her book, you are God in a physical body. Really, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, and uh, Jack Canfield, he's the uh, co-editor of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series of self-help books. He advocates medication as the way to experience the voice of God speaking to you through words, images, and sensation. What happened to the Bible? What's wrong with the Bible? Why can't you just pick up the Bible? Right? But again, we saw that before. Brian Weiss, uh, he's a psychiatrist. Oh, there's psychology again. Uh, an author who believes in reincarnation, and he says heaven is all around us. Now, if heaven is all around us, not you guys, you guys are awesome. <laughs> but if this world is heaven, help! <laughs> got to be kidding me, right? But he also says the flip side, hell is something, quote, you don't have to experience after you die unless you expect it. So just don't think about it. Uh, Shakti Gawain is a personal development expert who uh, advocates creative visualization and that uh, in order to become open to accept the goodness of the universe and encourages people to trust their inner self. Uh, Don Curtis, he's a unity minister and channeler who claims that the early church believed in reincarnation, but it was thrown out by the Council of Nicaea in the 4th century. I didn't share it with you, but that's that same lie that was part of the conversation in the Out on a Broken Limb or Out on a Limb uh, series uh, by Shirley MacLaine, and it's a, it's a lie. That council never even talked about that if you study actual church history. It's a repeated lie. You repeat a lie loud enough, long enough, and often enough people believe it. It's the same thing. The council never even dealt with that. But they, it makes it sound like a conspiracy. That's why it's not in the Bible, because they took it out. Right? Uh, a lady named or somebody named Pema, P-E-M-A, Chodron, C-H-O-D-R-O-N, an American woman uh, who was divorced uh, twice before becoming a Buddhist nun. And these are people on her show. Oprah so. Her goal is to bring the teachings of Tibetan Buddhism to the Western audiences. John Gray, he's an advocate for using transcendental meditation to develop higher states of consciousness. And Wayne Dyer, he's an advocate of Taoism. Remember that we saw that's the belief system behind Star Wars? Okay, quote, 
If God is everywhere, then there is no place that God is not, and that includes you. Uh, when you are eating, he says, you are ingesting God and replenishing God. When you sleep, you breathe God and you allow God to rest. Wow. Now, she's also the two of the biggest ones that she's really promoting right now. These are just all, you know, a smattering of them. Is another guy called Eckhart Tolle. Uh, Tolle, Tolle, T-O-L-L-E, Eckhart. Uh, he's a German-born Canadian resident, a uh, big-time New Ager. Uh, he's got a book out, uh, one of his books out. Uh, we already saw The New Earth was being promoted with Earth, uh, Oprah. He's got another one out called The Power of Now. Became an instant bestseller. Guess why? Guess who promoted it? Oprah Wan Kenobi. And he, in that book, he denies the existence of a personal God. He denies personal responsibility for sin. He denies the existence of an eternal soul. He denies the need for redeeming death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you're supposed to be a Christian. What in the world are you endorsing that, promoting that, and putting that on your show? Got a problem with that. He's basically giving Hinduism, as we saw before, that East is invading the West. And he's giving Hinduism a Western packaging through his view of God, that God, again, is an impersonal life force. Right? He argues that therefore, uh, there can therefore be no separation from God because our real self is a part of God. And listen, salvation, listen to how they twist Christian words. Their idea of salvation. Because it, have you ever learned this when you're witnessing to like a, a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness, somebody else involved in the uh, uh, cults? And they come knocking at your door, or you run into them, they're wee! They write up to you. That's supposed to be right up on a bike, right? And you talk to them, and, uh, and what do you say? And you, you say, as a Christian, you say, hey, listen, guys, listen. Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ. And you know what they're going to say, both of them, Joe? So do I. Have you learned that you got to get behind the veneer? you got to get behind the Christianese. Exactly, you have to. And, uh, and so that's what's going on there. And uh, because basically, then you start... Uh, Prod and well, you tell me about well your Jesus, and I'll tell you about mine. And you find out real fast, we're, you ain't got the same, you ain't got the right Jesus. You, it ain't the same, right? Your Jesus is not the difference. Mormons, okay, and we'll get into this. We have a whole chapter into it, Lord willing, later. Uh, Mormons believe that Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer. I'm sorry, that's not my Jesus. And my Jesus didn't come from Joseph Smith, who was a huckster involved in the occult, who got so-called the Book of Mormon from staring in a hat, looking at a rock. Remember, we dealt with that in the Islam thing, right? I'm not making this up, and we'll go into that deeper. I'll stick with the Bible, thank you very much, right? Jehovah's Witnesses will say that Jesus is not God, and he is just merely the archangel Michael. Okay, that's not the Jesus of the Bible. Now, and I said that to get that, so they'll use Christianese. The cults will use Christianese, right? That's why people say, oh, I believe in God. So that means nothing today. God is a generic term. Now with this new age light, could, the God could be the pew. The God could be you. The God could be a tree. Right? What God are you talking about? What do you believe in? You have to be specific. right? This is why with me, when I pray, coming out of this stuff, in the name of Jesus Christ, or Jesus at least, right? I don't say in his name, in your name, and thank you God, and in. No, I'm sorry. You might say that's a pet peeve, but I'm telling you, God is a generic term. And plus, I've learned in spiritual warfare, there's something about the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only name under heaven by which men must be saved. And Jesus Christ is the only name under heaven that demons must obey, cower, and flee. So if you were a demon, what was the last? What, hey, just say God all you want because that could be anything. Right? Say creator. Even, you can even say father. But there's something about the name of Jesus Christ. Right? And have you noticed that that's kind of going away in people's prayers? 
Maybe I'm getting on a soapbox, but I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. But anyway, so that's the, that's, you got to get behind the veneer. So he listened to what they do with the Christian word, not Jesus Christ, but salvation. Right? Here's what he's seen. Salvation consists, here's how you're supposed to be saved, consists of becoming aware of your real self. So their version of salvation is Genesis 3. Say yes to Satan that you are God. You're saved. Can you see how twisted that is? That's what's being promoted with Oprah and these New Age teachers. I like what one guy said this. How could you endorse such a book and still call yourself a Christian is beyond comprehension, yet that is what Oprah is doing. Wow. She became enthralled with uh, this totally guy in 2008. Again, starting with that new earth. Uh, and uh, according to Oprah, a half a million people from all over the world signed up to participate in the first segment of the online course. And they listened to Oprah and Tolly talk for an hour and a half about the first chapter of his book. Not to mention the millions of people uh, with that book. Okay, In fact, she gave out, I think, uh, a thousand copies to the audience that was there of this baloney. Okay. Uh, also, now that's Eckhart Tolle. Another one that's out there is Marianne Williamson. So pay attention to that name. She's out there big time. Marianne Williamson, she wrote a book called A Return to Love. <laughs> well, it's not good. Okay, sounds good. Uh, it was uh, basically, to give you a nutshell, what is this return to love? It's basically she's rehashing what we already saw before from Helen Schuchman, the psychiatrist lady, The Course of Miracles. Remember The Course of Miracles? All that baloney, the New Age stuff? Well, Marianne Williamson wrote a book called A Return to Love, which is basically her explaining her experience, her life-changing experience by reading The Course of Miracles. That's it. So basically, it's a creative way to get promoting, guess what again? Course of Miracles on the Oprah Wan Kenobi show. All right? And again, if you guys remember that, Helen Schuchman, she heard that voice one day in the office, all right? And, you know, Oh, this is Jesus, you know, write this down, write this down, write this down, right? And she was resisting, she finally gave in. Took seven years, and that's your course of miracles. This is all demonic, right? First Timothy chapter four, right? Now, let me read to you some quotes from that book. You tell me if this is Christian. And if you were a Christian, would you ever promote this? Quote, there is no separation of God from his creation. Two, God is all in all in a very literal sense, all being is in him who is all being. These are with capital B. Uh, you are therefore in him since your being is his. Now, right now I feel like saying, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck, but woodchuck could chuck wood, because that was a whopper. So, Peter Parker, Peter Pepper. I can't do that one. Uh, <laughs> quote, the recognition of God is the recognition of yourself. Uh, listen to this one. Is he, Jesus the Christ? Oh, yes, along with you. Now, I didn't do it again, but remember, remember when we talked about the word of faith, guys? Remember, they not only teach the same positive confession, you just got the power of your words, you can create your own reality, be careful of your word, and you speak it and you believe it and you can confess it. That's new age, right? Remember I shared with you what the other lie that the same guys are teaching? That you are little gods. See, when you understand the roots and you understand the history, that's why I'm taking you through this, it all of a sudden makes sense why these guys are doing it. It doesn't make sense until you go back and go, where did they get this from? And you trace it far enough back, you see that the beginnings were tied with New Age and Hinduism, okay? Uh, listen to this. A slain Christ has no meaning. This is in this book that she's promoting. Another one, do not make the pathetic error of clinging to the old rugged cross. That is blasphemy, right? Quote, there is no sin. It has no consequence. 
And listen to this, the atonement. Remember they already twisted salvation? Listen to what they say. Here's how you receive atonement. Atonement is the final lesson that man needs to learn. For it teaches him that never having sinned, he has no need of salvation. So you're saved when you admit that you're God, and you're atoned when you admit you've never sinned and you don't need to be saved. So they take Christian ease and they twist it with that. Oprah praised the book on a program. Again, she handed out a thousand copies to her audience, and of course, it shot to the uh, best New York Times sellers list, stayed there for months. Uh, she also uh, announced that she was going to start broadcasting Williamson's. Uh, lessons from her book, Return to Love, that's based on The Course of Miracles. It just conveniently happens to have 365 lessons. So guess what? One for every single day of the year on her XM satellite radio program on Oprah and Friends. Every day of the year she's promoting. That's just her outlet on radio, globally. Okay? Now, I'll conclude with this, and unfortunately, we're going to have to pick up next week. Uh, listen to what this guy says. And, and believe you me, I have gotten so, I don't know about you guys, I have got so much flack by talking about Oprah, and with all due respect, kidding about Oprah on Kenobi show, but I try to get it across that, listen, she's a new ager through and through. I came from this stuff. But what blows me away is I get so much flack from people. It's like, <laughs> I was talking about their grandma or something, or told them to go shave their dog or something. It's like, First of all, I'm a Christian, but I'm also a pastor. What's a pastor do? A pastor is called as a shepherd. You don't just feed the flock. Right? You don't just love the flock, you what? You protect the flock from harmful, false teachers. And you have to speak up and warn them. And I tell to people, if you don't warn your flock of false teachers and false teaching, number one, with all due respect, you're a part of the problem. And I'm sorry, you're not a very good shepherd because their flock is being attacked today. And you have, now, now, they may kick you, they may bite you, they may claw you. I've been through that with sheep. But you have to warn the sheep because you love the sheep. And sometimes you have to call them out. And you have to call them out by name. I've gotten flack for that too. Oh, you shouldn't mention their name. What? What Bible are you reading? When Paul called out false teachers written to the church, he not only said it to a church, it was put in letter form, it was distributed amongst the churches, and he called them out by name. I warn you specifically of Alexander and Hymenaeus, and he called out another book. Jesus, when he warned against the Pharisees, he called them out in public, and he used exclamation points, which means he probably got loud. You brood of vipers, you hypocrites, you bag of dead man's bones. How You are making people twice as much the son of hell as you are. And yet, somehow, what we should do is never call a name out and just say that there's somebody out there that you need to be watching out for because it's not good, and so hopefully you get it. Okay, so next week, <laughs> call them out. Call out the name. If they're a false teacher, they're a false teacher. What's, what are you doing? A shepherd loves his sheep enough to tell them the truth. All right? But anyway, so we'll conclude. He said this, you need to warn your friends about the theological poison that Oprah is peddling, and you need to put her on your prayer list, praying that her eyes will be open to the truth that Jesus and Jesus alone is the only way and the only hope for the world. And what is so sad is that here she has been given a global platform more than anybody in the history of mankind. Right? Can you imagine if she really did honor Jesus with that, the real Jesus? Can you imagine the positive impact 
that it could have been having on our world. And Satan went in there. Oh, and by the way, you, you know why she ditched the church. Have you, have you come across that yet? She said her big problem was that uh, she was coming across the passage where it said God is a jealous God. And she says, well, that, that can't be my God. God can't be jealous because that's, that's wrong. That's jealous. Excuse me? Not all jealousy is sin. Now, jealousy is sin. There's a sinful jealousy. It's like anger. Not all anger. There is a righteous indignation, which we really try to convince ourselves we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? In rare cases, maybe, right? You know, we should, be, we should get upset when God is named like Jesus overturning the tables, right? But not all anger is wrong in that context. But not all jealousy is wrong. Let me give you an easy way to describe that. Uh, I agree. God is holy, which means without sin. So he's not doing jealous sin. But it's no different than this. If there was a guy who was seducing my wife openly, is it wrong for me to want to intervene and to be jealous about what that guy is doing to my wife? No, in fact, if you didn't have any kind of feelings like that, I'd say something's wrong about your love for your wife. Right? And that's the context that God says when he's a jealous God. Because the world was impacting Israel, his bride, right? And he was, you're messing with my lady, right? Nothing wrong with that in that biblical context. But that was her big hang-up, right? And that was her big excuse. And then, of course, you saw in the video last week, well, it's just doctrines and, you know, do's and don'ts and blah, blah, blah. And somewhere along the line, Satan twisted that in her brain, and she could have used this platform to promote the real Jesus Christ, make a positive impact in the world, and how sad it is that she's now being used by Satan to prepare people for the Antichrist. And again, I guarantee you the whole time, she probably thinks she's doing a really good job. Isn't that sad? And as the guy says, you need to pray for her. And can I tell you something? The people you know who are watching that show in love, because you love them, just like a shepherd, shut it off. It might bite you, it might claw at you, it might kick you, but at least warn them, right? Because that is some of the most rotten filth. Now, Lord willing, next week, there's another lady in Hollywood, and she's fast rising up there with Oprah Wan Kenobi, and this one's really coming into the church. And the first name is Roma. Roma, oh, and didn't they just come out with a new movie, Ben-Hur? I'm sure that was biblical. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, Lord willing, uh, next week. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven, and that's because God is holy and we are not. The Bible says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness, or the wrong things that we have done, have separated us from God. And the wages of our sin, or unholiness, uh, means that we deserve to die and receive God's judgment to go to hell and not heaven. In other words, we're disqualified for heaven. And that's because God being holy and us being not, the two cannot mix. So what are we going to do? Well, that's bad enough. The other problem is we don't even want to admit this dilemma even though God already knows it all. And so out of love, God gave us something called the Ten Commandments to show us that we're really disqualified for heaven. 
We're not holy. We're not perfect like him. Uh, let's take a, a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. And so that makes us a liar. Another of the Ten Commandments says you shall not steal. Okay, how many have ever taken anything without permission? Well, all of our hands should have went up at that one. Uh, we've already said we're a bunch of liars. Okay, well, we've all done that. And it doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, it could be a pencil in the third grade. Uh, that means that we're a thief. Okay, the Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. Hey, folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy, okay? And folks, let's be honest, we've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you, that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead. You pulled the trigger, if you will, in your own heart. And the Bible says God sees that and it's just as bad. He knows the mind, he knows the hearts, the thoughts, and the intents that we have. Folks, that's just five out of the Ten Commandments. How are you doing? Not very well. None of us can keep them. They're God's x-ray to show us that we're disqualified. And so when, not if, your time comes, because we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, you're going to have to stand before God, and you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn. We, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it. And a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says we shall be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, in life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, the courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded 
they are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, as they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it, it's a proven fact. They did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, there's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over. But believe it or not, there's one way that people even today can get off a of death row. And that's if the one in authority, the governor, if he were to, out of mercy and kindness, nothing that the person did, because they don't earn it and they don't deserve it, and they can't earn it, if he would grant them what's called a pardon, out of the kindness of his heart, he has the authority to grant them a pardon and absolve them completely of their crimes uh, against the state. And did you know that there's actually been people that this has happened to, that the governor, out of mercy, has granted them a pardon as a gift, and they've gone down to the jail cell, and handed that person, extended it through the bars, here, I'm granting you a pardon. If you would just receive it, you can go free right now. And did you know that there's actually been people who've said, no, I don't want your pardon. And so what happened is of their own doing, even though they had a way out, they still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, can I tell you something? That's what God did for us with Jesus dying on the cross. He sent his son to take the death penalty in our place. He, God, has the authority to grant us through Jesus a complete pardon. And every day that you're still alive, God is extending to you spiritually this pardon. But a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it by faith. Won't you do that today? Won't you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins, to trust in his work on the cross, to pardon us from all of our crimes, our sins against God. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. But there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get off a death row. It's through the cross of Jesus Christ. Won't you do that right now? Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and, and Get a Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.